it's definitely taken me to so many places and I've surfed. Think about it in retrospect now. First, I did, couldn't even get up on a board in Rockaway Beach and now I'm going to Sri Lanka to go surfing. It's so weird. But the journey of surfing, it was hard mentally because you dedicate so much time and you pay so many instructors and you always practice and you never get to a point where, oh man, I'm doing really well. Or if the waves are too big and you just keep falling and then you just, oh man, I, I think I suck. You know, maybe I should give up. And then it's a mental play. You just always have to like fight through it and just, well, that session sucked, but it's fine. I'm going to go back in and I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying. That was May Kwok. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning in. Lots going on over here at MOTM HQ. You are in for a very fun episode and conversation. Today's guest is super cool. She's a globally renowned DJ, event producer, model, and influencer fueled by surfing, fashion, fitness, and running in that order. So my favorite kind of guest. You may have seen her on Instagram under the handle I am amazing, and she pretty much is. If you don't believe me, head over to SoundCloud and have a listen. May Kwok is the go-to DJ for the fashion, pop culture, and wellness scenes around the globe. She is a visionary entrepreneur with the talent for bringing brands to life through music and experiences, digitally and IRL. Her DJ roster includes everyone from the CFDA, McQueen, Zimmerman, Refinery29, Pop Sugar, and so many more. The list reads like the fashion calendar at Fashion Week. You can follow her custom curated playlists on Spotify for brands like Philip Lim, Whalebone, Sakara Fendi, and those are just a few. Also in her portfolio, May All Day, her design collaboration and capsule collection with activewear brand Alala. You may have seen her on social promoting the line. If not, you've definitely seen her somewhere. She's also a model and recently featured on Intermix Online for a frame denim campaign. Even cooler than all the fun DJing and fashion, May is a surfer. She has traveled around the world sampling waves. She just got back from Sri Lanka a few days before we recorded this podcast. Now, if you're an avid Marnie on the Move listener, you will know I'm slightly obsessed with overcoming my fear of open water swimming and the ocean. And I'm convinced that surfing is the cure. On today's episode, May and I talk about all of these things. DJing, although I may have said spinning at one point, big age reveal. We talk a lot about surfing and her other love, fitness. Before I get started with our episode, I wanted to let you know about some exciting events. You may have heard or seen on social or in our email newsletter, we are bringing the podcast to life this January with a series of live to headset and live podcast recordings in and around New York City. It's the first Marnie on the Move live series and summit, well-intentioned. 
Designed to empower you with the ideas and tools to set your 2019 wellness intentions in motion. We have teamed up with Chelsea Pierce Fitness and Talent House to offer three days of talks, workshops, and workouts showcasing existing and upcoming podcast guests. You can get tickets on our website at themoneyonthemove.com slash events, but here are the highlights. This week on Tuesday, January 15th, join us for a sound bath and vibrational wellness chat with Glendy Young. On Saturday, January 19th, join us for a human design intro and workshop with Steven Rebletto or a fitness and finance goal setting talk with Olympic silver medalist Keith Smart and Merrill Lynch advisor Emily Barb, followed by a vinyasa yoga class. On January 23rd, join me for a conversation on creative entrepreneurship with guests hinted founder and former Self Magazine editor-in-chief, Lucy Danziger. This is the launch of a new series we are launching in collaboration with Talent House at WeWork. I just wanted to thank all of our fueling partners, Navitas, Four Sigmatic, Core, Fresh & Co., White Claw, Wetterspoon, and Brothmasters. Okay, on to the episode. You're a globally renowned DJ amongst the fashion world and wellness scene, and you also love boutique fitness. Where did this all begin for you? Yeah, my journey to being a fitness enthusiast has been interesting because, I don't know, I grew up in the fashion PR world and nightlife and all that stuff. And I only started working out seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was my first ever real class was Soul Cycle. And then I was like, oh my God, I love it. I love this adrenaline it gives me. I love how it made me feel after. And then I just kept going. And you know what? I really don't like running, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to do a half marathon. And then I started training and then being in my position of who I am and my network of friends, I just started training with these amazing trainers. And then I did two half marathons and beat my PR. And it was... What's your PR? I think I hit right under two hours for half. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first half marathon, I think it did two hours and 10 minutes. Now, what were you listening to? Do you listen to music when you run? Oh, yes. (laughs) Do you make special playlists for your races? Yeah. I mean, my last race, it was like a few years ago now, but yeah, I pretty much put together all the most high energy songs that I usually listen to, which is a lot of hip hop because I grew up in New York. So where are you from? I'm from Queens, New York. I was born in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. but I moved here when I was three. So. I've been in New York all my life. The city has changed so much in the last decade. It's crazy. I've seen the evolution of our city in Manhattan, but Mm -hmm. in Queens, it's still Queens. (laughs) Like you're from Queens. Yes, I'm from Forest Hills. Yeah, it's Hmm. still the same neighborhood. The other day, last week, I was home visiting my brother and my nephews and my niece And we passed by the deli that I used to go to when I was six years old to buy candy. It's still the same deli. It's still called Happy Deli, (laughs) (laughs) which is really nice. And it's comforting whenever I go back home. When did you start DJing? Where did that begin for you? That began... Is it DJing or spinning? (laughs) It's DJing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or spinning, but you're not really spinning anything anymore. I think like spinning is a term that you use for vinyls. Right. Did you ever use vinyl? No. (laughs) Did you ever want to? Yes. Yes. I just haven't gotten to that point in my life where I'm like, I'm going to take some classes and learn how to do that. Old school. Old school, like spinning. But... I started in 2009. Again, I was telling you I was working in fashion PR and going out all the time. And 
I had like a side hustle promoting parties and stuff. And then a friend of mine was playing music at this dive bar in the East Village. And she was like, come be my guest DJ. I was, oh yeah, of course. And then put together a playlist on my laptop. Well, those laptop days. And then it wasn't even, it's just a playlist on the laptop. <laughs> yeah, but that's where it begins because yeah, there's so the, many people that put together playlists or mm-hmm. that have an ear for music and mm-hmm. it's not so simple. It's not. And then I played it engaging with people at the bar and people were dancing and jumping around and it was so exciting to me. I was, oh my God, I'm like reading their energy. That's so and cool. And then I just started from there. I just kept doing nightlife gigs and then people started catching on. And I think my first PR press video was with Refinery29. Right. So then they did this uh, Life of DJ May Kwok and they right. followed me around and stuff like that. So and that was your first article that was written about you. Yes. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. So what are some things that you just recently are finishing work that you've done? DJ gigs? Yeah, DJ gigs. Oh, yeah. Just last week I spun for, well, spun. <laughs> I DJed. I DJed. For, uh, so Pop Sugar is launching a new wellness platform right. called The Well. Mm-hmm. And I played music for the launch of that. And they collaborated with Samsung. So it was a nice little dinner and the meatpacking and I played cool. music for them. Cool. And then before that, I played for Forever Mark. Mm-hmm. They Very launched cool. a new campaign as well, inspired all women philanthropists and stuff. So that Very was really cool. that was really cool too. I actually came back from Bali early to, to so- work to do that. <laughs> You primarily DJ at private events and launches for brands and retailers and also carry custom playlists for these companies. Yeah, I DJ at product launches and fashion brand launches and make playlists for like Philip Lim because I'm close with them, that brand. So I'm now making playlists for all their stores. So This is such a cool, cool job to be able to kind of tell stories for brands Mm -hmm. through music. Yeah, definitely. that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing, yeah. When did you start surfing? Oh, man. My love-hate relationship with surfing. Yeah, because I want to know more about it, and I also feel like I need to do it. You should do it. I think everyone should do it. I think it changes your life. It's not easy, though. No. (laughs) It's not easy. It's not easy. I think I took my first lesson or something in Rockaway Beach 2013 or something like that. And then I've always loved watching surfers. I just think it's a really beautiful sport, especially longboarders. It's just like you're dancing on water. Oh, man, I really want to do that. And then I took my lesson. I was, I was such a kook. I was just so bad at it. Damn, this is going to take a lot of effort. Do you think you're just going to show up and surf? Yeah, because you have this thing where, <laughs> yeah, you have oh, a vision. you have a vision. I'm just going to go into water. You're going to stand up. Like, it's fine. But then you learn, you keep learning more and more and you, there's just so much more to it. But yeah, I've definitely dedicated a lot of time and energy to surfing a lot of money too (laughs) that's what you do that's your thing that's That's, like your hobby your passion this is my hobby my passion now I was a runner and I used that as a way to get out of my head meditation kind of Mm -hmm. thing and I like doing that in the water now how long did it take you to get really good and I'm still not good when you first started surfing you started in Rockaway yes I started in Rockaway Beach And now you've been surfing all around the world. It's definitely taken me to so many places and I've surfed. I think about it in retrospect now. Oh my God, 
first I couldn't even get up on a board in Rockaway Beach. And now I'm going to Sri Lanka to go surfing. So weird, you know, but the journey of surfing is so hard mentally because you dedicate so much time and you pay so many instructors and you always practice and you never get to a point where you're like, oh man, I'm doing really well. Or if the waves are too big and you just keep falling and then you're just, oh man, I, I think I suck. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I should give up. And then it's a mental play. You just always have to fight through it and just be like, well, that session sucked, but it's fine. I'm going to go back in and I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep trying because even to this day, I think when I was in Sri Lanka, it was a really rough day and I couldn't get past the whitewater and I was just, it really upset me. I was just like so upset. Do I suck? Am I not strong enough? I can't even get through this whitewater. I just kept getting pushed back. So it's definitely... So when you keep getting pushed back and you can't get through the whitewater... Do you ever feel like you're going to drown or you just don't oh my care? God. No, of course I care. <laughs> no. I'm asking you this from my own personal interest. That okay. Is, I'm serious. Yeah. Dumb question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, this is my thing. I cannot do triathlons in open water because mm-hmm. I can't get out past the waves okay. because I don't know how to swim through the waves. And even though everybody says I do, I don't. You just have to stay calm. Always stay calm. And just really investigate your body. Am I strong enough to try again? Or should I just paddle back in right. and take a break? I think that's, yeah, basically it. Just stay calm, breathe. And if you really feel like you can't try again, just go back in. So do you yeah. ever get out there and it's a really <laughs> big wave and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. Can you come back? Or are you just like yeah. stuck out there? <laughs> like how oh do you do God. this? this is this basic surfing 101? No, I mean, depends on what big is to you, I guess. And okay. it also depends on like what kind of wave it is. If right. it's a beach break and it breaks super quick, it's harder. Sometimes it's harder than paddling out on a fatter, meatier wave that's easier right. to kind of maneuver around. You know, I think it's just taking time to like really learn about surfing. Is It's also about learning about waves and each break and what the conditions are like and stuff like that. Does someone tell you that or it's just oh something God. you feel? Well, now I feel and know how, oh, I'm watching a wave. Okay. They're this many seconds apart. They're definitely bigger, dumpier waves. It's going to be mm-hmm. harder to paddle out. You can tell by the currents, all that stuff. But it took a lot of lessons. I have a lot of friends in Rockaway Beach that gave me a lot of That's- lessons that really... Not just, I mean, obviously not just like pushed me into waves, like but really right. sat with me to teach me how waves work. Because <laughs> you know? I feel like that is the lesson I need, especially this year. I really, I really feel limited by my fear of getting out past the waves. And then the other fear is once I'm out there, mm-hmm. how am I going to get back in? There's like yeah. two separate fears that mm-hmm. completely stop me from, mm-hmm. from surfing, forget surfing, from swimming. And you're just swimming, yeah. right? That's even scarier because I have this board, board that I'm floating on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you should definitely talk to surf instructors and just talk to them about how waves work and how to yeah, get past Yeah, I feel like that. that's yeah. the answer for me. I mean, I've got windsurf my entire life, so I understand the wind. Okay, that is amazing because I tried that before and I was like, oh my God. No, actually kite surfing. Oh, kite surfing is really hard. I haven't done that yet. I think everything seems hard until you try it. Then it's just challenging and you just have to do it to really know it. Just got to do it and just keep doing it and keep practicing. 
Do you ever feel like there are metaphoric lessons that you're getting from surfing that help you power through your career? Oh my God. Yeah. Especially the scenario I was just telling you. In Sri Lanka, I got, I think I fell or I don't know what happened, but I got really, I got sucked under the whitewater for a pretty long time. I got up, couldn't find my board, found it. And then another wave came over me and pushed me down again. And then I got up and I was gasping for air. Oh my gosh. You know, just gasping for air. And then went back in, like paddled back in immediately. I felt so disappointed in myself and sad and all that stuff. But you know what? A couple hours later, I went back in. <laughs> so I think I it's like the same. surfing amnesia. Yeah. So it's the same <laughs> scenario to your career. If you fall, just get back up and do it again. <laughs> So now you were saying when we sat down, I mean, you've been DJing for quite some time. Yeah, now it's eight years. Wow. (laughs) And so was it really, I mean, obviously it was very organic for you, but then was there like certain time in your career where you sort of upped your game, like maybe learned about some new equipment or... I'm at that point now where I'm like, maybe I should sign up for some like DJ Academy lessons. You know, I have some time on my hands right. um, in between jobs right now. So it's, yeah, maybe I should do that. <laughs> and so now everybody knows you as a DJ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> also as you did also a collaborative mm-hmm. design collection with Alala, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Thank you. And if anyone is following you on Instagram, they also know you have a very cool Instagram and you also do a lot of modeling and influencer campaigns. Yes. Yeah. There's all of those things. There's all those things that I actually put out there. (laughs) You're a true New Yorker. Yeah, thank you. Definitely a true New Yorker, constantly hustling. Yeah, I came from after FIT. I started FIT. Yeah, I went to FIT. Just a two-year program. I got out and and then graduated and was, you know, what I want to do. And I was like, I love fashion. Did PR, fashion PR for a while. And Did then you like doing PR? It was fun. During that time, it wasn't like, it wasn't so serious. I don't know how to explain it. It was just, like, I would just hang out with all these editors and just kind of Did leave them out. Did you work for a PR agency? And then- it was a showroom. A showroom. Yeah. So we had like, it was a multi-line branded showroom and I repped all these up and coming designers and it was super fun during that time. It was 2006, seven or yeah. so. And then I got into... I was working at Coterie. So that was at the trade show. At the trade show, producing this small show. It's kind of like an incubator program for small designers. Which one? It was called Tomorrow. Okay. It was inside. Inside the Coterie. Coterie. Yeah. So I kind of managed my 20 booth section, which was pretty cool. What did you do as a producer? Like, what was your role? It was a producer slash sales manager. So I pretty much met with a lot of designers, told them about this little incubator program, sold them into the idea of buying a booth and then kind of curating the section. Okay. So that was fun. And then it got boring. <laughs> <laughs> it got fun. It was fun. What and then I got you? I'm a Virgo. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm always, I'm yeah. always like a planner. I just love planning. And I was like really good friends with Nikki Balistrieri and he was the creative director of Paper Magazine. There's a marketing arm called Extra Extra. And I was watching, yeah, I was Extra Extra. As I was watching his career and he was starting to, that was when experiential marketing was just mm-hmm. came about and he was doing all these amazing things with the Target and all this stuff. And I was like, hey, like, I kind of want to produce events with you. I go to events a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems really organic. Yeah, it seems like we're in an organic transition. And then, yeah, so he hired me and then, I've been producing events for the last eight years that no one really knows about. (laughs) 
They so do. They know. Everyone knows. People know that yeah. work with you, but yes. it's just not something that you're necessarily publicizing. Exactly. Like you have your online Persona. social media personality, mm-hmm. which I think people could really learn from because people don't need to know every single thing that you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you do have an Instagram account and part of that is your job, then mm-hmm. you need to have a certain brand or look or feel to that that yeah. represents just what you're doing over there. Exactly. Because I think, you know, even I, there was a time where my Instagram feed was all pictures of me working out <laughs> and then people thought I didn't work. You're like, no, I and work. And I'm like, what, do you want me to put press releases like, yeah, on my you- <laughs> Instagram? Like, I can totally do that. You know? yeah. Do you want me to brag about my clients so yeah. that you could, I didn't get that. And then mm-hmm. I don't know. You have to think about that. But also it sounds like your career is super organic. All of it, like from surfing to DJing to event production. Everything just kind of came about very organically. And I've loved my career in production. I mean, no one knows it, but our agency, not my our agency, I'm not with them anymore, but Nikki now is a co-founder of The Gathery along with Luigi. And I was full-time with them for a couple of years. We did, we produced all three Girl Boss rallies. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first three was us. All that design and production work was just us, small team. I, and I put that out there because I was really proud. That was like a big, big What's event. your favorite part of producing? Where would you say, I will leave all these things behind, but this is what I want to take with me and do more of? Oh, my God. I think I would say just coming up with seeing everything on a, like a deck form mm-hmm. and then to physically be in the space. To bring it to life. To bring it to life. Oh, yeah. Well, especially for Girl Boss because it was it was something we felt very all very close to, especially me as a woman entrepreneur. Being that person to help all these girls come see Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. <laughs> talk to Sophia, and everyone was just so inspired and I was, you know what? I had a part of this. That's amazing. A big part of it actually. <laughs> Didn't it just happen? Was it just okay. They just did their fourth one which we did not do, but okay. we did their first 3. Are you going to still produce events, you think? Or are you moving yes. more into the DJ? I am, yeah, still freelance. I'm going to still freelance produce. But also I have something else up my sleeve. <laughs> Hopefully launching in 2019. Oh, she continued following me. Are you me. launching a surf shop? No, I already kind of did that. That was a rockaway thing, <laughs> Yes, right? I had like a pop-up like three summers ago. What, like, tell me about that. Oh, yeah, it was amazing because I was... um. I was like, you know what? There's something needs to happen in Rockaway Beach. There was Rockaway Taco and everyone knew about that. And then I connected with someone that was doing really cool stuff in the Rockaways. And she and I was talking and I was like, no, I should do the store here. Let's do a pop-up. And I just ran with that idea and... I found this little space next to the Palms, which was like this conceptual idea from David from who used to do Rockaway Taco. And this was before Hurricane Sandy. No, right after. Right after. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's always been a buzz about Rockaway Beach. Yeah. And then I think I kind of gave it a little bit more edge by coming in there. And I did this pop-up and had like amazing brands on board, like Cynthia Raleigh and my friend Nomia and amazing jewelry brands and bikinis and stuff. And yeah, I had a lot of great press recognition. I was in the New York Times and W W Magazine. And It sounds like you've done so many cool and creative things in your career and you have all of these skills that are different, but there's sort of a current that connects them all. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Talents that mm-hmm. could be applied to producing a trade show, mm-hmm. producing a fashion show. Yeah. Producing an event, producing. What's on your playlist right now? I really love this little, I guess they're, they're more like electronic, but they're called the Blaze. I so heard on that. Yeah. That's on your Philip Lim mm-hmm. playlist, right? Mm-hmm. The Blaze. Really, the Blaze. Yeah. yeah. They have a good vibe. They're a good vibe. I, I went to see them a couple of weeks ago. I really like them. Where did they play? At Knockdown Center in Brooklyn. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you ever play at any places like that? What was that? There was like a nightclub. You don't play at nightclubs, do you? Not anymore. Sometimes I do it once in a while just for fun. Were there any DJs that you admire? Oh my God, Questlove. Questlove. (laughs) I think he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. I think I've booked him before for like our events before and he's just so good. He knows every genre of music so well. Yeah. It's, he's, yeah, no. Have you seen him play? I've never seen him play. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> I think I listen to a very different kind of music. I'm oh, listening yeah. <laughs> to Armin Van Buren and cheesy electronic oh, dance oh, music. Oh. No, like who's on my playlist? I was just looking. Like EDM kind of? Yes, electronic. EDM. Oh. But, but that's think, great but that's for. That's I run. Yeah, that's good for. I was supposed to say it's good for like fitness classes, running. Yeah. I listen to. I'm obsessed with. I'm going to tell you, this is my favorite station. I like, wish they would have more music. It's, it's called Group Therapy. I like your playlist, though, the Philip Lim one. Thank you. So, and you're also on SoundCloud? Yeah, I have a few mixes up. I'm working on making another mix, so. So what are you using to spin with? Nowadays? Yeah. CJ's mixer. Basically, all my music is in a little USB now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you... I don't remember bringing a laptop. It's just you literally bring your headphones and the USB. This is what all these DJs use now. So what do you do? You just plug in where? To a mixer? There's, yeah, the CDJs have a little USB port and plug in your music and it reads it. And then you and just then, select songs, yeah. Did that yeah. just totally come natural to you? Like being able to hear where to mix the next song in? Kind of. You learn about BPMs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still not that great at the smoothest transitions, I have to admit. <laughs> That's why I want to go to DJ Academy. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes I think in your career, it's kind of good to go back and... To start. Go to basics. Go to just basics. Check it out because yeah. things change so much. Things change. And I mean, this applies to like everything that you're, you do. You just got to keep learning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that surfing is a good metaphor. For everything. Yeah. Everything in life. And it's also your meditation. Yeah. It's so nice when you're out there and this is, you're just surrounded by water. I mean, obviously everyone knows water is a natural calming fact, yeah. right? So you're out there and you're just watching the waves. <laughs> just watching... The kind of what you do with the yeah. crowd in the room. Yeah, you're just watching. <laughs> Feeling the energy. Feeling the energy. Yeah. Ready to make you move. Yeah, exactly. But definitely surf. Come surf with me. I will. It's going to be a very slow to start process, but the water starts to heat up around June. In New York, yeah. June. Or just travel. I have some friends. <laughs> yeah. There are some friends that want me to swim with them in New Jersey in the ocean. I'm, i got to get out there. It's ridiculous. Do it. Yeah. I mean, I hate winter surfing. I have yeah. to admit. I've Do you tried, have a dry I've suit? I've got a five millimeter suit, the hood and the gloves and the boots, and I just hate it. It's crazy. It's I'd not rather, fun. It's not fun. I'd rather spend money and go to Central America. Or you I were just in Sri Lanka. I was just in Sri Lanka and Bali. And you were on a surfing trip? Yeah. This is crazy, but I want a trip, like a retreat trip 
to okay. Sri Lanka at this place called Soul and Surf. Mm-hmm. I want it through, so my friend in Rockaway Beach, she puts together this women's surf film festival mm-hmm. and she has a ton of sponsors and giveaways and stuff. And so she right. partnered with Soul and Surf for a giveaway for a package of two for a week in Sri Lanka. I just like put my email in. <laughs> That's so cool. I put my email in. I got this email back in August while I was in Mexico, by the way. It was the most ridiculous thing. I just like your Instagram. <laughs> like you were just always traveling. Yeah. You were always, I was always just like, traveling. So, I'm in, Me- so cool. I'm, in, I'm in Mexico for my friend's birthday. And then I get this email. You just want a trip to Seoul and surf in Sri Lanka. And I was like, what? This has to be rigged, right? Has That's to be rigged. Crazy. But no, I won. It is the universe. It was just telling me I needed to go to Sri Lanka. So I went to Sri Lanka, did the week there, and then traveled around with a friend for a little bit. And I went to Bali. And now where are you working out these days? What I like doing nowadays is I don't run as much anymore, originally. Right. Um, I still do sprints and stuff at Barry's Bootcamp. So I do one day personal training with my friend Hillary. And then I do one day of full body tra- training with S10 training. Mm-hmm. And then I supplement it with two days at Barry's Bootcamp or Orange Theory because mm-hmm. it gives me the cardio I need. Right. And then SLT. I've been doing like SLT. Does it all help with surfing? In the it's like all core work, I guess. Yeah. Everything's core work. I mean, that's How like- come you're not running anymore? I kind of fell out in love with it. I think that's when we met, when you came to Mile High Run Club. Yeah, probably. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I don't know. After the two half marathons, I was just, eh. <laughs> but, but then every time November comes around and it's the New York City marathon, I'm always, I'm going to get back I'm into it. the same it. way. I just want you to know that like the other night, I don't know if it was like the other night, it was a couple nights ago, I was up late working and I entered my name in the lottery. Oh, did you get it? I don't know. I think oh. you find out December 31st. I really want to run the marathon. Have you done it before? No. Okay, I, would, I don't know. I thought I'm, I thought you would out of everyone. I'm a triathlete, so okay. I don't really run more than like. I mean, well, I don't do full distance. Like mm-hmm. I don't do Ironman distance. Yeah. So, but I don't really like doing anything for more than I don't know, like four hours. So <laughs> anyone that's sport, like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like that's how long it would take me. I do a lot of half marathons. Mm-hmm. Even those are tough. Yeah, they are. But that's the perfect distance because yeah. for me, it's always mile nine. I'm, why oh, the hell am I doing this? Yeah, exactly. And then mile 11, I'm like, only you're like two mile, more You're like mile six. This is fine. I'm yeah, fine. I can't imagine. <laughs> fine. Yeah. And then I can't imagine. And I'm so proud of all my friends who do it. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's, I'm going to do it. Marnie, I tell, I'm telling you, I will do it. I well, will so definitely do I it. I think that I told Mary Alice because she's on the podcast this mm-hmm. week and she has her organization glam for good mm-hmm. she should do like a charity like yeah, team because sure. her brother's a big athlete and get a group of fashion people she said she might even run she should so like then it would be like a good reason for like a group of people who to are train like, together yeah, train together and, or just yeah. even have the goal of meeting up that day and running mm-hmm. like the fifty thousand other people that do <laughs> it's no joke and i think we're very similar if i was to train for the marathon i would be so regimented and crazy about it you know <laughs> So that will take up six months of my life. Yeah. I mean, those kind of things, training for a marathon, I think it's time on your feet and then you work on the speed as you get closer. And I think I'm just going to start training for it anyway. Yeah. She's because by the time I find out, I'll probably start training in January. Yeah. It's a good six months at least. (laughs) 
So what do you have coming up? Like, are you working on New Year's Eve? Are you going away for the holiday? You said you're going home for the holiday. I'm going home for Christmas, meaning home to Queens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am uh, going to LA next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I rent, me and a friend of mine, me and my girlfriend, rented a house in Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just going to go there for a month. <laughs> for a month? Yeah. Are you going to surf? I'm going to surf. Where do you surf? In, in LA? Venice. Venice Beach. Yeah, and probably Malibu. It's not that bad. Um, no, I think it's like 60s or something. Oh. 60s, maybe 50s, 60s. People just need like a 3-2 wetsuit. I'm excited. I've always wanted to just try out LA. You always go for like a few days in a right. week. Oh, I love it here. Yeah. But what if it's a month? <laughs> yeah. Can I really see myself living there? I think this is my test. I have wanted to do that my entire life. I've always wanted to go to LA for a couple months, like mm-hmm. in January and February, yeah. and then see if I could live there. Because every time I go for five days, I love it. Yeah, so it's I like I don't love the traffic, but I yeah. love being. What well, I usually there. stay in Santa Monica. Yeah, very right next I like door. To run yeah, on the beach, mm-hmm. and I like to be near the water. And they have a great, great pool in Santa Monica that you can swim in. Amazing. If you don't want to swim in the ocean, yeah, I've never done it. One of these days. Jeez. I'm, this is why I'm here, so I can inspire you. I know. To do I it. feel like you are inspiring me to surf, to like go to LA for a month. Where else have you been that you loved to surf in the oh world? My God. Sri Lanka was amazing because the water yeah. was so clean and clear and beautiful, and the waves were great. There's all these different breaks for mm-hmm. every type of surfer longboard, mm-hmm. shortboards, beach break. Were there a lot of people break. in the water? Not that many people. Not that many people. It's just not overdeveloped yet. But I also love Central America. You know, Costa Rica is always beautiful. I had a really good surf trip in Mexico near Sayulita. Really loved that area. Oh, there's a lot more places that I need to go surf. I'm going to have to get out there and start surfing. Yeah. This summer. You already windsurf, so you kind of know. I know. Just, to balance. And yeah, board, exactly. Just getting out there. Do you ever see sharks? No. No. You don't no. see them. Because no. you saw them. I, yeah. yeah. I mean... It yeah, would be if, so I, if, cool. I saw, if I saw one, I don't think I would ever surf again. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's scary. You'll see a jellyfish, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I actually sometimes think those are worse, but depending on where you are and what kind of jellyfish they are. Yeah. I'd rather not know about them. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is it's not like an animal that I saw in the water, but Bali was really weird surfing there, especially during wet season. It was so much trash. In the water? In the water. Yeah, it's really upsetting. Yeah. That sucks. They just don't have the infrastructure to dispose of trash and recycle correctly. So a lot of the trash and plastic just like end up in In the water. In the water. That's so sad to see that in the water. On a happier note, tell me more about your playlist. The playlist on my playlist. I still love the new Robin album. She's amazing. I listen to Drake a lot too. Drake. I like Drake. (laughs) Yeah, Drake is great. I like Drake, The Blaze, Solange. She right. hasn't had an album out lately, but I, her last album's still really good. Frank Ocean. I yeah. like low, low key. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Jamiroquai. Yeah. Like, do you remember like, Jamiroquai? Mm, like yeah. that? He's great. Are they still around? I think so. (laughs) I love Robin. I like that whole, she did that album with that group from Sweden. Rocks Up. Rocks Up. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. I like that kind of music. Yeah, me too. But not so much for running, but I definitely, after a while I get so bored with my music for running that I'll like run to like David Bowie. Like I'll just find a song and like (laughs) zone it. I can run to anything, but I've been listening to podcasts a lot. Yeah. That's good. music. (laughs) 
Do you run outside or only treadmill? You do right now. I'm running on the track at my gym. Okay, that's it. I'll run on a treadmill if I have to, but not more than an hour. I mean, I, yeah. can, I can do anything, but yeah. I don't want to. I'd rather <laughs> run outside, but I've just been cold. Yeah, I'm not it's really into it's outdoor running. It's pretty cold, but it's pretty cold. normally I can power through, but I've just been so lazy and I've just been yeah. going to my gym and they have a track and it's indoors and it's a quarter mile track. So that is amazing. Yeah, I can do all kinds of things while I'm mm-hmm. at the gym. So yeah, I get good. stuff done. Yeah, I don't like running on a treadmill. You don't? Um, at like one single pace is kind of boring for me. Yeah. I do a lot of sprints on treadmills. Do you have any sage wisdom for budding entrepreneurs or listeners looking to create or forge a path for their career? Don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> Just don't give up. Just keep going. Just keep going. And eventually you will find something that feels right with you. And then mm-hmm. you'll be like, you know what? I can, this is what I want to do. I've like jumped from so many different projects to projects, just just like find out like what I really want to end up doing. Yeah. It goes the same with all this fitness stuff because there's so much out there now and then we're constantly trying everything out. And then then you realize, yeah, I don't really like running anymore. I like surfing. Yeah. This is what I'm... That's what you've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Surfing, running. um, Surfing, running. My life, my career. Your career is amazing. I mean, you really are a storyteller. From listening to you, all the things you do really are coming from this creative place. Thank you so much. And thank you. I really appreciate that because these are the things I do. And I don't never know how it comes across to other people. I like to live a really authentic life. So I really hope that what I do is authentic to other people. I I hope I'm kind of... You are. It's working. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com. For more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 